had to leave the processional and was led to the Carrier Dome's medic room to live out four hours of four years worth of an earned graduation day because my mind was telling me I was having a heart attack. Instead, I learned I was actually having an anxiety attack and it ruined my graduation. But after being evaluated by the medics, they assured me I was just fine. But to this day, I'm convinced my mother still thinks I overslept and missed this milestone. But I moved on. Fast forward months later, another anxiety attack hits while I'm out with friends one night, which once again brought me to the ER, still not understanding what was happening to my body. And after an EKG and full workup, the doctors assured me I was just fine. So I moved on. Many years later, I was out living on the West Coast with my soon-to-be husband. He traveled a lot, and I was left alone throughout the week. Loneliness coupled with fear of anxiety. Well, anxiety attack number three hit. At this point in my life, the internet was available, but it didn't have a minuscule of information that we have today. I researched my symptoms, and I discovered that I have anxiety and panic disorder. I have a mental illness? Yet at the time, a huge stigma was placed on mental illness, which spurred feelings that made me feel like a crazy person. I really didn't know where to turn. And I would talk to doctors, and, and they tried to give me ideas and strategies on how to work through it. And I think they helped for a short term. They assured me I was fine. And the symptoms, they subsided. And I moved on. So life played its lovely course and faithfully brought me to a married life and children. A move back to the East Coast and back to family roots brought a new life. It seemed my anxiety was cured for a while. In fact, I didn't even think much about it. Then the year before I was turning 40, my anxiety and panic disorder came with a vengeance. Other than the fear of getting older, I didn't have a specific reason as to why I was feeling the way I was feeling. But I was terrified. In fact, looking back at all those episodes, there were never really specific reasons just reasons that manifested in my mind, coupled with what I truly believe is a chemical and hormonal imbalance. All of this led to complete loss of my mind and my life. This episode was so severe that I physically got sick. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't function. And this time my doctor couldn't in good faith or in good practice assure me I was just fine. And in no way, shape or form could I move on. After a lot of research, I decided medication was necessary for me to start to get my life back. It helped, but it wasn't a perfect fix. In addition, I began to shift my thought process with a radical acceptance that this was my cross to bear, even though I was still underwater and I needed to continue fighting through this storm. But as the waves subsided, I found another source of medicine, a raft, if you will. It changed my life forever. Enter Jesus Christ. So when you discover that you have anxiety, you start to look to the world for solutions. And there's a lot of good sources of information out there, but there's a lot of bad ones as well. I mean, any wellness program will tell you to start with your mind and then work on your body, which will inevitably enrich your spirit. Although I'm not going to deny that those are not good practices or they're good practices. It really is opinion-based, but it was recently laid in my heart by God and through the vessel of a very wise mental health Christian therapist, there is an actual good chance I might be looking at the progression on how to improve mental health in the wrong order. First Thessalonians tells us in chapter 5, verse 23, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. 
and may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's go deeper into spirit, soul, and body. So you've heard this, present all your worries to God. Well, how do you do that? You pray, right? Simple enough. Well, I have learned that just attempting to pray your anxiety away through a literal request, it's not always effective. Now, I may be hitting a few theological endowed nerves right now, but prayer is not like making a wish from a genie in a bottle type magic. His plan is his plan, and he is working all things out for good, despite our bad choices and inherit sin. I mean, here's things to consider. Be more reflective by rephrasing your prayers. If you're praying for your job to change or a more attentive spouse or for your anxiety to go away, it's all good. You're speaking to God and he loves that. So here are some examples how you may want to rearrange your prayer content. Father God, I'm unhappy in my job and I don't know where to turn. Please show me how to find contentment in my workplace or provide a way towards a new job. Lord God, my marriage is on the rocks. Please show me how to be a vessel of hope to my spouse and teach us how to communicate and repair the damage, learning to glorify you in our commitment to this union. And dear Father, I come before you to lay my anxiety and my mental struggles down at your feet. And I know I can't beat this on my own, but I also know that I have you to carry my burdens. And with that, I'm so grateful. All of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So prayer, it is this beautiful connection to God, a way to communicate. But where does the Spirit come into all of this? Prayer is a conversation with the Holy Spirit gifted inside of us when we accept Jesus into our lives. And therein lies the fruits and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Prayer can also enrich the possibility of clarity. How? You start to view life from His lens, where peace is possible. Prayer changes our minds when we actively think about God's intentions for us. We become more aware of that higher power that is in control, and it reminds us we are not. We release our worries to Him. And in return, we gain this beautiful clarity, hope, peace, which are His gifts. Prayer is a bridge between panic and peace. You know, there are 365 Bible verses that say, do not worry, do not fear, do not be anxious. That is a verse a day that reminds us that God's got our anxiety. So soul in Greek means psyche, which means mind. I mean, I've had my fair share of those days in my life where I start with it's all good feelings and deep appreciation for the Lord, only to enter this doubt, this worry and anxiety. I trust God doesn't want us to have those feelings, but he knows that our hearts, our souls need constant training. No one and nothing is as perfect as he is, and he has such great hope for us. Yet he has to send us these gentle and sometimes not so gentle reminders that his will is the end all. Our wants, our needs, our desires are human and natural but he is the only one who knows exactly what we need at the exact moment in the exact situation. And in actuality, that could be hurtful to us, or at least that's what we think hurtful is. 
but the Lord doesn't want us to hurt. So why do we? You know, our brain is a physical organ that experiences chemical imbalances and inflammation that affect the areas of the brain that control the emotions and the rational thought. And yes, those chemical imbalances are in fact medically a part of our biology, which we can't always control. And you know, there are medications out there to help reduce this, and that's a good thing. But I'll always encourage you to seek a doctor's guidance in making sure that there is nothing physically instigating your anxiety. But with that said, what we feed into our minds through the essence of our soul, including applying logic, that a panic attack is most especially a loss of control of our mind for a very short period of time and can be controlled through meditation, breathing, and applying common sense to that experience. But it also includes how we protect our hearts. In understanding our emotions, they need to be used as data as to how and why we are feeling this way, but not to be the ultimate conclusion on validating those emotions. In other words, how we channel our fear, our doubt, our worry, our burdens. Regarding panic, we tend to react in a fight and flight manner. Yet when applying a common sense reaction that our mind is playing games with us, we can focus on transforming our mind towards healing practices, which I speak a lot about in my podcast, The Air That I Breathe. And of course, I'm speaking of a general anxiety disorder. But when it comes to being in a situation where our lives are being threatened, that's a different emotion and certainly deserves a different reaction. And of course, to be handled accordingly. So in Philippians 4, verse 6 through 9, which a lot of us who deal with anxiety and are scripture-based, we go to Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, but I'm going to bring us to 9. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Whatever you have learned or have received or have heard from me, which is Paul, or seen in me, put it into practice, and that God of peace will be with you. There it is. And at the same time, the mind has the power to change the brain. If we feed it negative thoughts, and this includes what we watch, what we listen to, the kind of conversations we have, and who we walk with on this earth, more often than not, we tend to lean on thoughts that are unpure, wrong, lacking beauty. In other words, if we lack good thoughts in life, the positive neural connections they get weak and they start to decay. So here in the United States of America, we live in an emotional-filled society. Just go on TV or social media and see the many ways humans are trying to fill our appetites, change our physical appearances, tell us that we got this and we are in control, which inevitably it messes with our internal soul because we start to conform to the ways of the world, lacking the ability to transform our minds into Christ-like thinking. He has this, we do not. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
It's one of my favorite scriptures in Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. Peace is not the absence of problems, but the presence of God. You know, I come from an Italian-American background where, let's be real, I was not taught how to eat healthy foods. I was raised with two Italian grandmothers that would cook a huge brunch to, to, to feed my families. And we are talking carbs, grease, salt, sugars, you name it. And they are delicious foods, but probably not on a very good diet plan. So needless to say, it was when my anxiety hit me the first time that I realized the certain foods that we put into our bodies do in fact instigate anxiety. But with anything in life, I've learned that moderation is key to living your best life. And okay, I'm going to give you the truth here. If I had to give up pizza, French fries, muffins, or wine, life might not be worth living. (laughs) But I recognize that I desire delicious and tasty foods, and I can have them, but in moderation because I have an anxiety disorder and I have to own that. This is not suggesting for you to go to some kind of diet plan that reconstructs your life or you can only eat 500 calories a day. It's just being considerate about the certain foods that encourage weight gain, hyperactivity, and a general feeling of crappy. And I think we all know what those are. And let's not fool ourselves into thinking that an energy drink or anything high in caffeine or even alcohol are good for those people who suffer from anxiety. In fact, they are your worst enemies and must be considered as such. However, in due time, when you have control of that anxiety, you can enjoy wine or, like me, have a few cups of coffee in the morning. But that's it. You know, getting to agility, that's basically about moving our bodies and incorporating the physical exercise, which will bring on the endurance, which then brings on the resilience because then you are moving at a stronger pace. So to parallel these thoughts, if you build your spiritual strength, as we learn to walk more deeper with Jesus, therein lies the same concept to build physical strength, which is the agility that you can move your body, the endurance that you can actually start to build the strength in your body. And therein lies your resilience. You know, spirit, soul, body, Where does resilience fit into all of this? By definition, it's a process by which people utilize flexibility, reframing the thought patterns and learn to tap into a strength-based approach to working through obstacles, the ability to bounce back easy. If you've ever heard of a word of the year, which is something that a lot of people come up with every year, I played one of those nutty games on Facebook and my word of the year came out to be truth. And if anyone knows me, knows I'm all about the truth, not in a perfectionist way, but I, I want to know it. I want to hear it. I want to live it. And God had laid it on my heart to add speaking to my ministry. So as I try to educate myself, y'all have heard of Clubhouse. On occasion, I go on there to seek some wisdom. And one day someone in Clubhouse brought up the word resilient. And it was like a light bulb moment where I thought, after the year we've all been through, can we all agree it was hard? It was hurtful. And in many ways, it was devastating, but it was also unavoidable, which poignantly started to speak to me and why I felt led to share with you the importance of building resilience to whatever life will throw at us. 
especially when we deal with anxiety and mental storms, because if I've said for many years, it is not what happens to us in life. It truly is how we handle it. And we don't have to like what life throws at us, but we have to learn how to be strong through the storms of life or life is going to trample over us. Ultimately, continue to share the gospel through what Jesus Christ have taught me. And from what every year I say, Lord, I just want to go deeper with you because he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the one that can provide resilience in a very complicated world. I mean, just look at the words in the Bible, specifically my favorite, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will set your paths straight. So here is a great overall expectation of what resilience is built on, physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental. I know God is the ultimate healer, but here on earth, we do have work to do as well. So I'm merely suggesting that when flexing the Holy Spirit inside of you, working on bettering your soul, your mind, and respecting the lovely and only body the life that God gave you, you can see through the mental storms of life with that clarity, that peace, and ultimately that resilience under God. You know, being a part of Podcast Global has been a tremendous blessing. And I know I've been speaking mostly to anxiety and mental storms and how to build that resilience. But in order to move to that God sparked purpose in your life, which possibly for those watching this, it is a podcast. I felt led to help you begin to clear your mental storms first, but I so want to encourage you if you don't have a podcast, but you know you have this soul sparked message, get it out. This festival has every corner covered on how to start a podcast, how to market it, how to advertise it. It is a well-oiled machine. You are in tremendous hands with the podcast team. Podcasting has been a game changer in my life and I have achieved well over the goals that I set when I started on June 22nd, 2020. So friends, get that podcast out because you're worthy and necessary of sharing that important message. I cannot begin to to thank Alex Sanfilippo, who is moderating this presentation. They have helped me to share the good news. The messages and the ability to use this platform of podcasting has been the most incredible thing that the Lord has placed into my life. It's exactly where I need to be. And I will continue to share what my heart wants to share with all of you that you can live through those mental storms with resilience to whatever life throws at you. But start it all under God. And remember this, human beings are works in progress who mistakenly think they are finished. You can always reach me through my website, which is jodyhow.com. I'm on social media platforms and my podcast is on all major podcast platforms as well. I'd like to open up the room to some questions, thoughts, and of course, may I offer my deepest gratitude for taking your time to share with me. Thank you all so very much. Jody. that was awesome. Great job. <laughs> thank you, my friend, Alex. Great job. Oh, yeah, you thank close you. Close out your, uh, your screen sharing. We can see your face again. Yes, That's sir. Me and technology, we already had this talk, you and I. We did. You know what? And, and everything worked great for you. You sound great. You've got the mic out and everything like that. Good background. Nice work. I know you were like, at, uh, Jody and I talked, uh, I guess it was last week. Yes. And yeah, you were a little nervous about the tech side of it. And 
I didn't have any answers for you. I'm like, I've never well, been on Zoom well, webinar. I'm like, so we're just going to try but, it and look at you. You did great. Oh, you're so sweet. And thank you so much. This is my first time actually doing something like this with the presentation. I did miss a few slides. They are out somewhere, but you know what? I think you got the message. So yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate this. This is such a great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And something I really like about this is what, who I really feel like this is talking to a lot is a group of people that I've never really been able to impact. And it's a group of people who want to start a podcast, but for whatever reason, can't bring themselves to, to do it. Like there, there's yeah. something that holds them back and it's the anxiety, the thought of actually putting themselves out there like that. It's a scary thing. And I'm, I want to know, cause you started your podcast about a year ago at this point. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Did you have that same feeling? Like before you started the first time you sat down in front of the gear, were you like nervous? Were you feeling anxious? Can you share about that for a moment? Just so everyone can kind of hear your story and and know that like if they're in that place that they can jump in and start. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I can tell you that it was probably months prior to that, that God just said, you know, podcast, podcast, and I'm talking to people and I'm speaking about what I want to do, but I don't know how to get started. And, you know, thank you by the grace of God and a good friend. I think a few of us know her, Misty Phillip. She has a uh, spark media. It was just that foundational thing that I needed to kind of be in a community and have the structural way of doing it. I'm kind of a structured, planned person. Like, for instance, the whole thought of putting this whole thing together with with these little things and my roadcaster and all of, you know, and, um, you know, uh, using a host and none of that was even clear to me. And I know there's a lot of people that have the ability to just say, I'm going to go find it out on the Internet and I'll search it on YouTube, like we were saying earlier. I'm kind of not one of those people. I kind of need like, you know, like a Bible, right? I need something with someone or something to tell me how to do it. So finding one of those media programs that uh, Misty provides that just, it really helped the stepping stone. And it, then the struggle came, you know, do I want to be a solo podcast? Do I want to interview? And I certainly haven't ruled any of that out yet in terms of interview, but as of now, I'm a solo podcaster because I had written a book that is not published yet. So if anyone's watching and wants to speak to me, but it basically had content. It had content about what I needed to hear and, and what I needed to do when I was first encountering this anxiety journey and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I wrote it and I put it out there and Misty being a friend and mentor said, you know, put that in your podcast and what a, an incredible stepping stone. And, you know, it's kind of made things in some ways easier because the content is already written. So I never really, I'm not one of those people that has to struggle with the content aspect, but I will tell you that I'm pretty much finished with that season by next week. And so now I got to start actually doing content, but just opens up this beautiful spiritual journey where you can actually meet people. And now you're, I'm thinking, you know, I have a fear of flying, tremendous anxiety. Well, I'm going to actually interview a pilot in a few weeks. Because I don't want to not fly, you know, if our PodFest ever becomes in person, which I know there's that option, I want to come into you guys. I want to meet you, Alex. I want to meet these people. So, you know, it's little by little, I think the interview process is going to kind of like land itself on this podcasting journey. But I think also solo too, because sometimes I just wake up and have these thoughts of, ooh, you know what? I got something to say and I'm going to say it. So it's great. Very cool. I love hearing that. So when you did launch your podcast, you, you got the courage to do it and you finally just hit record one day, hit publish another day. Did you ever hear from anybody? Like how long was it like radio silence before? Because obviously <laughs> there is that, that gap, right? Where you just don't hear from anybody for a while. Did you hear from somebody that kind of made it all worth it? I, I know obviously you felt like God called you to do this. So like you, you had that as your foundation, but did anyone ever reach out to you saying that like that God sent you or that content for them? And maybe you don't have that story, but I'm just wondering if you have had anything like that happen. 
I mean, no, I actually do. And I can tell you, um, just reiterating what Mike just said prior to this, what a great uh, presentation he put on, but he is absolutely right. It really is that one person. So it really was one person that reached out to me and said, what you just said has helped me tremendously. And that was enough to know that I had to keep doing it because Alex, you're a podcaster whenever I, even if you're not a podcaster, but a lot of people listening may be, you do have that doubt. It creeps in and you're just like, is this really worth my time? Is this really effective? But if, especially in a faith-based podcast forum, who are we doing this for? We're doing this for the, for the glory of God, for the kingdom of God. And I, you know, I relate my, my podcast to scripture. I relate it to testimonies. I relate it to prayer because I want to glorify God. I don't want you to think that you can just pray, as I said earlier, pray this anxiety away. So the doubt creeps in the, you know, the thought of maybe is this even worth it and all of that. But I can tell you the best advice that someone gave me one time was just do it. Start it ugly. Don't think, don't overthink it. Cause I'm an overthinker. I don't know about any of you watching, but I am a tremendous overthinker. And it was at that moment that I said, you know, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to put it out there. And I got a one-star review. I'm seriously convinced on Apple podcasts, there is somebody who goes around and just pushes the one star on everybody's podcast. Probably. I'm, Probably. Sure <laughs> I'm convinced of it, but it doesn't matter because I've gotten enough feedback to, to show me that God definitely has placed me where I need to be and I'm going to keep going. And then if he changes the uh, journey somewhere else, I trust in him. That's great. You know, here's where I kind of want to end this thing here. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to have the next speaker come up, but I think what you just shared, like you, you overcame the anxiety, you actually hit that publish button. You had somebody reach out to you saying that like that, that really spoke to them. And here's what I want to share with anybody who's struggling. Maybe they've got content ready and they're just afraid to hit publish or they're just not sure if it's good enough. You've just got to get it out there. Start where it is. And this is why I say it's because there is somebody out there that, that is waiting to be impacted by you. They don't have anyone else speaking to them right now or they don't have the voice they need. And that content that you have is going to be what impacts somebody's life. And maybe you'll hear from, maybe you won't, but at the end of the day, having that one person that you help and change their life potentially, that is totally worth it. And I'm going to quickly just share my story because I think it relates to this a lot. When I first got into blogging many years ago, Jody, this is something that I was nervous about. Like I knew I wasn't a good writer, but I just felt like God put my heart to do. And for the first year, I mean, I heard from my grandma, my mom, and one of my brothers, you know, like, and they said it was good, um, but no one really else. And I was kind of like, always like hesitant on it. And then I got this email one day out of nowhere. And it was a lady whose name I actually don't even remember right now, but she emailed me and told me it was like one of the one of the first like 10 things that I wrote. She told me that she's like, hey, I just want to tell you that six months ago, I read a blog post, blog post that you had posted and I had been in an abusive relationship for nine years and it's what encouraged me to leave. So six months ago, the day I, I read it, I left my boyfriend's house and my life is completely different now. And this person reached out to me way later, but like maybe they would have never even reached out. But either way, like that was an impact that, that God used me in somebody else's life Absolutely. because I overcame the anxiety of finally hitting the publish button, right? Like feeling inadequate all together at the same time, still end up making it happen. So I, I want to thank you for that content that you shared with us today. So important, so powerful. And I think so many of us get stuck in that and never make it past it. But you have, you shared with us today. I think that's a beautiful message for everybody. Alex, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, Jody, thank you again for being here, helping us keep FaithCon moving along and doing great. Thank you for what you shared today again. Loved having you here.